Broadcasting from a little liberal town known in Madison, Wisconsin. This is the Sauce Report. And your host today, Sauceland Timison. Well, hello, and welcome to the Sauce Report. Well, I hope you guys are having an awesome day. I know a lot of things happened uh, these past couple weeks. So there's something that I should get off my chest. Lately, what blows my mind, and I just want to tell you this. Never in my life have I ever experienced so much division. And not that, but how a certain school will go after you just because you stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. And they make things one-sided to the point where you get dismissed. Yes, that is the topic that we are going to be talking about today. I want to get you my side of the story. I think it's important because like a good report, like a good sense, it's not fair if you only hear one side. And lately, I know there's, I'm going to get so much heat from this. But I think it's important that we understand both sides of what truly happened. Now, of course, the school is going to be left out and the names as well. So, but I'm sure if anyone that's been following my social media and if anyone that's been following my handle they will understand what kind of college I'm talking about and who I'm talking about. But this is my side of the story. So it was February of this year. When I was looking around the news, I wanted to know what was happening at the local school board. I want to know because you hear about people being condemned. You hear about people... You know, when uh, on the news, you talk, you see how they are going about. They're silencing the individuals that speak up. And the Pledge of Allegiance has been a very controversial issue among not only in the school board, but among the public. Whether if the, the Pledge of Allegiance still should be said at the school board or not. To me, here's why I want the Pledge of Allegiance still be said in our school board meetings and inside of our school. The, we're not a perfect country by any means, and we're seeing that firsthand. We're not. And the reason why I wanted to push for this Pledge of Allegiance, stating it, is because it means much more to immigrants. Uh, yes, I mean legal immigrants, not illegal immigrants. I, and also to show my thanks and show my gratitude for the men and women that have died for this country so that I can be free and that I can go and do what I appreciate. I can live the American dream because we have a distorted version of the American dream. The American dream is being under attack. And so I wanted to know what was going on and I think it was important and I'm like, you know what? The Pledge of Allegiance need to be, it needs to be stated. So I attended the school board meeting, and sure enough, I was right. The school board did not do the Pledge of Allegiance. As a matter of fact, they got rid of it a couple uh, months prior 
of me attending this college. Now, the college I attended was a college inside the city. And it was, uh, I did not mention any other names. Because one of the things that is important when we go out to, whenever you speak in public, I've always grew up with this. Never mention your employer, number one. And never, if you're a student, never ever mention the school that you attend. And the least thing, and even the third rule would be, is never ever wear your school attire that states the college you attend or the high school you attend. That's just a basic knowledge. So what happened was, was that I attended this school board meeting. And yes, I wore my Wisconsin sweatshirt. And it was interesting because not only did I state the Pledge of Allegiance, but t- uh, 10 minutes before, I, attend, I went to the school board, 10 minutes before. And uh, I saw, I looked around, and I went into, there was a small group, a, a prayer group, and I joined that prayer group. That, that just absolutely enlightened my heart. How awesome is that? That we got to see a heart, and we got to see prayer working. So after the prayer, we went, and I just want to tell you, the worst thing that you can, I could have backed out so easily. I had those jitters, knowing that things could go arise, knowing that I'm about to compromise, I'm about to jeopardize my career. I didn't know at that time, but now I realize. But at that time, I was absolutely nervous, and I was calling upon God to give me the strength and the energy. And with this in mind, we have uh, the school board meetings. Ten minutes before the school board meeting, uh, we gathered around. Five minutes before, I would go and uh, I, would, I stood up and I said, Ladies and gentlemen, would you mind if you state the Pledge of Allegiance for, uh, with me? Number one is because I want to give thanks to our American troops, our men and women that died for this country. And as an immigrant, I am so blessed to be part of this wonderful country. I don't know about you, but how does that correlate with uh, disruption when you do it five minutes before? And number two, how does that uh, also correlate with unlawful protesting? Those are the questions I have. And I don't know about you, but I just don't really, those two don't really add up right. So we would state the Pledge of Allegiance. And... It was absolutely awesome because I stated, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And I would start that. And then I would kind of dim my voice. And it was so beautiful hearing people stand up. Now, not the whole room stood up. Not everybody. I didn't expect people to stand up. But a majority of the room stood up. And I got some weird looks and weird faces. And we would end it, and we would enjoy, and I would sit before the school board meeting even started. So we had three minutes to spare. That wasn't being disruptive. That wasn't being any, that was, I wasn't drawing any malice, and I wasn't doing it for self-gratification. The difference is, is if I were to do it for self-gratification, and if I were to do it for selfish reasons, I'd probably be all over the headlines and I'll probably be all over and I'll probably be labeled a bunch of things. 
How is it standing for the American flag? Self-centeredness, especially before the school board meeting started. Now, of course, this would make you look bad if I stood up right at six thirty, six thirty-one, and I stood up, and that would have been out of bounds. That would have been on my part. Then that would be called a disruption. But when you do it five minutes before, that is not disruption. So afterwards, I, you know, I was called out not once but twice during the school board meeting. And it was for applauding uh, with one with what one of the members stated, and another reason was I was just talking to somebody, whispering to somebody, and I was called out the second time. Now, to me, it was interesting because there was a rule stating that uh, you can't pinpoint anyone, you can't pinpoint the audience, or the audience can't target the school board members. And it, that was violated. Now, of course, you know, we forgive and we forget. And, I, you know, things were resolved. But it was something that, you know, put some back of your mind. Because this correlates to the month of March. Where, again, I stood up again. I was very persistent in all the before the school board meetings. I was persistent. Go fifteen. Go at six fifteen, six sixteen. Go to uh, go to the prayer group. About uh, pray for about ten minutes. Six twenty five. Go into the boardroom. Six twenty six. Ask for people to stand up for the pledge. Do a quick ten second speech about saying how blessed I am. And number two, and then uh, three minutes before we state the pledge, and three minutes before I sit back down, and the school board meeting would start. And when I did have the opportunity to speak, I spoke about how we need to have transparency, not only in our schools, but we need to have transparency with the community members and our elected officials. We also need to have transparency and proper communication. And last but not least, I spoke about how we need to bring back the Pledge of Allegiance. The fact is, is that you don't, if, you, if you're a public official, you are elected by the people. That is case in fact. You are elected by the people, and therefore you have to you represent the people. You don't represent yourself. And it was interesting because this has gone not only in this school board meeting, but it's gone around school board meetings across, the, um, across America. And it was also interesting because we had more people stand up. And, you know, I stood up again and I gave my, I was given three minutes to speak and I just said how blessed I am. And I also stated, but this time I talked about how we need to, though our, we're not a perfect nation, though we don't have the proper justice, it is still vital that we represent giving thanks. We take time to give thanks for our men and women that have died for this country and that are serving this country. And how from an immigrant standpoint, when an immigrant looks upon this country and they state and they see how people don't state, state the Pledge of Allegiance, they don't see that. Look how bad that looks. That is not the direction that I, I mean, I would not want to have my kids growing up in. That is not the direction. Fast forward to April, and this is when the tide turns 
And this is when things kind of go out of hand. We, the first letter from this college represented saying that, hey, you know what? You violated some rules and we had some phone calls and we had some uh, letters come in from community members and from non-community members, from Democratic Party and from the Republican Party. And of course, you know, all I did was I went and got the letters and I said, you know what? If I'm going to be accused of something, I want to make sure I have my part of defense. I want to make sure that if I'm going to be accused of something, I want to be sure that I have people defending my side through the way I act, through the way I carry myself. And through this whole process, I've never ever mentioned the school I attended, never ever mentioned the place I lived at, and never ever mentioned uh, what I was studying. Because that rule has always stuck to my mind. And it's, and it's still interesting. Uh, matter of fact, it is, it is still interesting because I know, you know, we live in a society where people hunt people other down. We have one political party that lives and breathes that. You know, well, if this person is a Republican, well, we're going to make sure he gets fired from his job or we're going to make sure that he gets dismissed from his school or even dismissed from the military. That's what kind of society we live in. We don't live in a fair society anymore. And they will go after anybody. Even if you show a sense of, uh, if you show a sense of not complying. Because the rendition of the compliance in this day and age is you speak up, you are out. And if you, and just sit on your hands, that's all we want you to do. And if you sit on your hands, everything will go well with you. That does not sit well with me at all especially as a veteran of the United States Air Force. Imagine if we were, imagine if that happened in Tokyo, Japan. Imagine if that happened, if you were in the shoes and you were in the military or if you were in law enforcement. Imagine if you were given orders saying, well, there's an act of robbery going on. I want you to go there, but I don't want you doing anything. You know, oh, it's okay if billions of dollars get stolen. It's okay, but I just want you to only watch. And I'm not going to sit here and watch this nation be deteriorated from within. And that is what is happening. And our college campuses is the driving force of this cancel culture. And it is the driving course and the driving center into instilling communism into our next generation. And people are not really realizing it until it's too late. And it's interesting because... I stated, you know, while I was up at, uh, up at the college and, you know, still partaking in the school board and still going to Minneapolis and uh, speaking from like the reading up on the bills. And it was interesting because one of the lawmakers called and he, he stated to me, he's like, you know what, I would, I would know if you acted all cattywampus because number one, you would be, we would remember you. Number two, you'd probably be in the paper. Number three, you'd probably be in the news. And you'd probably be labeled as some weird person. And it was interesting. And he's like, so there's nothing wrong with what you did. And we need more people like you. We need more young, energetic patriots to stand up. And that's what we need in this day and age. We need young people to wake up and realize what is happening to America 
is exactly what is happening what is happening in Russia, Ukraine, China, and uh, back in World War II, Soviet Union, and uh, Nazi Germany. America is following the same track road. And that we are following the same agenda even on the Roman Empire, I would state. Where the Roman Empire collapsed from within. Where we target our own citizens and we make our own people pay if they stand up against Caesar or if they stand up against this government. And of course, I was absolutely shocked because I was thinking that, okay, I have a good defense. I have a good build-up defense. Because the letters stated how I was not and I did not act all sorts of crazy. I did not act as disruptive as uh, the letter stated, the accusation letter. I did not act all the sorts. I acted respectfully. I acted um, as a Christ follower. And not only that, but the term Christian, that's where the term Christian just started eating away at me. I'm noticing just because you call yourself a Christian, um, either at a Christian college or even at a Christian school or even at a Christian church, we are seeing how our modern-day Christians are going along with the agenda. They are adopting critical race theory. They are, they are adopting gender grooming upon our young children, and they're sitting back and watching it happen. Because if you truly call yourself a Christian, why don't, you, why don't we stand up together and fight against these uh, Satanists? That's what I'm going to call them. Because they don't believe in God. All they care about is making sure that you comply to their orders or else. And we tell your kids what they can learn and what they can do. We control your kids. We take care of your kids. And that's what the purpose of the, the purpose that I attended the school board meeting is because, and as well as Minneapolis and St. Paul, is to defend and fight for our kids. And we do need to fight for our kids especially in this day and age. So somehow, they didn't listen to the, at the end of the day, they, the, the college did not listen to my defense, and I was, it, it just blew my mind. And I asked, I asked politely, I said, is there a way that I can see the letters myself? Because if you're going to ac accuse a person of stating these such horrible things as being disruptive and these horrible things, you expect to have letters. You need proof, solid evidence. Last time I checked, if, if somebody were to steal a cookie bar or steal a cookie or take a cookie from a cookie jar and, and their mother says, well, I saw you taking a cookie from a cookie jar. Well, you're like, well, on what, on what merits, on what defense? Well, she writes a letter, and she's like, well, here's what we accuse you of doing. Well, son, I, I accuse you of stealing a cookie jar, and I accuse you of lying, and I accuse you of doing all these other sorts of things. Not doing your laundry, not, doing your, not making your bed, not doing all these things. Now, if you have a family of, if you have like uh, eight other siblings, you go to those eight other siblings that either can write or can speak on your behalf to your mom or to your parents. And it's interesting because... 
you would think with all your siblings and potentially your cousins and maybe your aunts, when you speak to the when you speak to your parents, because you're trying to get away from those consequences, you're trying you don't want to be held account you don't want to have unintended consequences. And your mom and dad don't listen to them. And your mom and dad don't listen to any of the things. Don't listen to your defense, don't listen to their sisters, or don't listen to your aunts and uncles, or even your cousins and your eight other siblings. And so you get punished for something that you didn't do. Now if you stole a cookie from a cookie jar and you actually did it, that'd be a different story. But that's not what happened. So the bigger question I have is, where's transparency in this day and age? It is non-existent. We are missing transparency in our colleges, in our school, in our school systems, and in our society. We now have become a society where it is okay to go after somebody and jeopardize their life. We have gone after, we've now have become a society where it is okay for you to destroy somebody's life all because of something uh, you probably formulated or you had some people formulate and it's all because of speculations. So that's why I feel like I needed to come on here to tell you my side of the story and to get the truth out. Now, of course, the colleges were not mentioned, the school board was not mentioned, and neither names were mentioned as well. That is another thing I also found out which is very vital and very important in not mentioning any names. And if you are ever going to come out and speak about the truth, the thing that I learned through this day and age, because people are so lawsuit happy, is if you hiccup, if you um, mess up on a name, if you mess up and say, whoopsies, I didn't mean to say that name, you just opened up yourself an unwanted can of worms. And that's where, um, that's what's been happening lately. And it is also important for other people to hear another, both sides. Because if you're in court, you're not going to only listen to the prosecutor. You also want to listen to the defense team. Case in point, Amber Heard and a Johnny Depp. They could have easily picked Amber Heard because she was a woman. They could have easily picked her. But like a good jury, and it was a good state they were in, they listened to both sides. And again, this is how heartbreaking this is as an immigrant and as an American. We have a broken system and it is alive and kicking, and it is a vicious disease that has crept into our education system and that has also crept into our society. But I'm going to also encourage you to not give up on the fight because while one door, open, while one door closes, another door opens. And at the end of the day, God has a special plan for you. And don't give up. Do not give up and remember to keep it saucy. Bye. You just heard an episode of The Sash Report, a podcast on Spotify, iHeart, and anywhere you hear a podcast. Remember, guys, hit that like and follow button. See you next time and keep it saucy. Thank you.